This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. From MPB Think Radio, this is Fix It 101, the home improvement show to help you do it yourself. I'm Jason Klein here with Del Moore from Affordable Solutions 601 and Jeff Sammons from Houseworks. Our guest today, Andrew Hitchcock from Fondren Small Engine Repair. The temperature will be dropping soon. So today we're talking about how to properly put those lawn tools away. What maintenance should you do to the lawnmower to make sure it will be okay until the spring? Is it necessary to drain the fuel? What about your gas trimmers, weed eaters? What's the proper way to clean up and store all of your tools? Share your comments and experiences with us this morning by calling 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. This is Fix It 101 from MPB Think Radio. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. From MPB Think Radio, this is Fix It 101, the home improvement show to help you do it yourself. I'm Jason Klein here with Del Moore from Affordable Solutions 601, Mr. Jeff Simmons from Houseworks. Our guest today is Andrew Hitchcock, uh, Hitchcock from Fondren Small Engine Repair. I do that every time. What is that? Uh, it's th- just you. It is just me. <laughs> Thank it's you. a radio thing. Right. Uh, the temperature will be dropping soon as it was. Man, this morning felt great. Oh, it's oh my gosh. So today we're talking about how to properly put the lawn tools away. What maintenance should we do to the lawnmower to make sure it's uh, going to be okay until spring? You know, save it and save yourself some work in the spring. Uh, is it necessary to drain the fuel? What about gas trimmers, weed eaters, all kinds of tools? You can share your comments and experiences with us this morning by calling 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. How's it going today, fellas? Oh, great, Good. great. Wonderful. Yeah. Glad to be here. I wish we were outside. I know. We should take our show outside at some point. We should. Just, just when it's on really location. nice. You know? Yeah. Yeah, on location. There you go. Come uh, out of job site anytime. Right. <laughs> right. You just want to put me to work. <laughs> Andrew, so you said uh, <clears throat> end of the season here, so things are slowing down. Yes, sir. That's right. Uh, I'm getting a lot of uh, people wanting me to winterize their engines, and mm-hmm. a lot of uh, people like to make sure their generators are up to snuff before the season starts in case right. the emergency happens or whatnot. So okay. um, it's 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 been a change of pace, but a change of scenery too, because I'm not just fixing carburetors all day long now. Right. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Uh, real quick before we go to the phones, I, I uh, Jonas put a pile of email in here before we started the show. And uh, these are not uh, small engine repair questions, but I wanted to get to them anyway. And, and I just, my heart weeped when I saw this first one. Just killed me. Hello, gentlemen. My in-laws recently recently replaced all of the windows in their home. Shortly thereafter... All of the wood floors throughout their home started to buckle and come up. Do you believe that there is a cause effect between the two? I'm going to say 
You're saying no, Jeff? Yeah, I'm saying no. You don't think so? You don't so? think they um, I think so. the I mean, step, didn't insulate yeah. around the windows or something? What, what do you think? Why, why would you think? Uh, I mean, man, that, <laughs> that'd be a stretch. Um, there's some water getting to those floors somewhere. I mean, if the wood floor is buckling, yeah. um, I don't think it has anything to do with the windows. It's getting some real water somehow. Right. Some serious and water. And is it buckling in the area where the windows are installed only? You know, that's a, that's um, a good question because this is a certain amount of flashing goes on those windows right? and, and moisture barriers and uh, insulation. And typically, pros are going to do the flashing, right? They're going to do the insulation, right? They're going to do the stripping, know. right? She didn't yeah, I mean, is it, is, it a, is it a conventional foundation? Is it a slab? Do we have a moisture problem under the house? Right. I mean, there are so many factors. That's, that's uh, I mean, I just, I read mm-hmm. this and I'm like, oh, man. That bites because you know when you get new windows, you think, "Wow, I've just done something really big for my home." Yeah, Correct. Just you completely say sure. Yeah, sure. And then to have that happen is terrible. Could yeah. be foundation though. Could be, could be. Um, all right, ready? Here's one for you, Dell. A tall cypress tree provides shade to one end of my small house, but creates mats of needles on the roof. Should I remove a tree so close to the house? The Drip line of the roof has small debris clinging to it all around after every rain. Besides being ugly, is it a problem? There are a few little patches of actual moss growing into the shingles on the carport roof. Hard to remove. Could they become a real problem? How to get rid of them? What do you think? Wow. They have a typical worst case scenario. Um, If a tree is planted too close to the house, it's just going to be a maintenance issue, you know, all the time, you're going to have to remove leaves, remove limbs. If it's um, too close, it could be a foundation issue, too, yes, also it if it's a slab. Even though sure. they provide a little shade, it's just best to have them um, out, moved out. Mm-hmm. And, and if the house you moved in already has trees all in the yard, it's best to go ahead and try to get those removed. So I, it, I would agree. If someone already has mold on the roof, do you already have a problem? Can you get that out? It depends on how old it is and uh, to what degree and what's causing it. Um, mm-hmm. Usually... Uh, without the, there is an allergy resistant um, stain guard you can uh, apply to the shingles to try to keep that down. Uh-huh. But anything you do at this point, you risk uh, losing some top layer of shingle because you're going to be agitating the asphalt on the shingles. Right. And you're gonna so lose if you've got to clean it, you're saying you, you might lose some uh, some protection. Right. And then you'll go back to the uh, earth elements, which causes uh, things to grow up there anyway. So right. it might be time for a roof. Oof. Usually when they're that old, wow. if they're growing. Um, mold and different things like the algae. It's, it's usually on time for a roof. That's a shame. Don't you hate hearing these things? That's no, it's a shame. but it's time to do it right. Make sure you okay. felt it and, you know. Well, I would definitely say do it before the winter comes. Yes. Um, because there'll, there'll be more problems with that once you get into it. Well, we're talking today uh, to uh, Andrew from Fondren Small Engine Repair, and there's lots going on because uh, it's that time of year. I was thinking about it, and uh, my wife and I were talking. We have maybe one or two good cut and trims left before it might be time to put it away for the season. Yeah. You don't cut even if it don't need it? You know, just the leaves or stuff like that? No. Okay, so you put it away for the season. <laughs> yeah, I put it away no. for the season. I don't, I don't do leaves. I have children. Right. So we, <laughs> we have children do the leaves. Uh, so, so Andrew, this is, a, this is a big time of year because the thing is, is that Come around uh, late February, early March, people are going to be dragging their lawnmowers back out, and they're not going to start for some reason. That's right. What are the reasons why it won't start? 
well, the number one thing is people like to use the fuel tank in the in the lawnmower as a, a way to store their fuel over the winter. Right. Oh, I got extra fuel. I'm just going to leave it in the lawnmower. And that's the worst thing you can do. And the reason is, is because gas has a lot of chemicals in it. Mm-hmm. And uh, as it sits, the gas evaporates and mm-hmm. it leaves these chemicals behind and they create these deposits and varnishes. And those, those varnishes will clog up the jets in the carburetor. And uh, depending on how long it sits, the, they'll be so, become so clogged up that they won't start when the next season rolls around. So, so that's, that's usually what happens. Okay, so first things first, get rid of the gas out of it. Exactly, yeah. Uh, and what a lot of people think, well, I'll just put the you know lawnmower on its side and dump this gas into a you know, whatever, right. oil pan or something. But the, the, the biggest thing that's overlooked is the carburetor has a, a bowl on the bottom of it, and it stores a pretty large amount of gas inside of it. So uh, people will dump the gas out of the mower, and they'll uh, overlook the gas in the carburetor, and that's what causes the problem in the first place. So, Well, could you, you just let your mower run until it runs out? Yes, and that's exactly what I tell people to do. Uh, you just put the gas in. I tell people when they get to that last trim of the season— uh-huh. Put just enough gas to get you through the, the uh, job, and just run it. And then when you're when you're done, just keep running it until the gas runs out. So, okay, all right, it's what, easy enough. What's the shelf life of gasoline? Uh, if it's, I, I, I from what I've read and seen, it's I, I'd say two to three months. But I mean, you okay. can it it'll it'll run. I've seen gas the year old work, but you it, it starts to go funky and it loses sure. some of the octane. <laughs> yeah, so. Yeah. Uh, and, and that's another thing I tell people is, you know, if you've got this one little 100cc mower, stop buying, you know, stop getting a five-gallon gas tank and you're storing your gas for two years because that's you're going to put that in next season and it's going right. to be bad gas right. and I'm going to have to fix it. So okay. just get a small gas tank and, and, and fill it up from that. There we go. Okay. All right. We've got uh, Tara on the line in Madison. Tara, what's going on? You have a small engine problem? <clears throat> Tara, you with us? Oh, yes. Yes, I am. There you go. So what's going on with you today? Uh, well, I was actually calling to wish my favorite man on the planet, my husband, a very deaf salmon, a very happy birthday today. Oh, man. <laughs> he, uh, you know what? I have never seen 70 look better on anybody. <laughs> Oh, thank you. Kevin Farrell just brought Jeff a uh, a a, a uh, brownie. A beautiful looking brownie. Right, right. Yay, yay. Wow. So there you go. Thank you, Kevin. Thank you, Tara. You're thank welcome. you, Tara. And also, uh, for the topic on the show, Jeff, I'll stop stockpiling stop gas now that I heard that. Right. Good. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Tara. Okay. All righty. Y'all we'll have give fun. him sufficient amounts of... Uh, uh, poking at him today. So great, great. make sure he feels good. He's got some more surprises to come. Okay. All right. All right. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. So you didn't even tell us it was your birthday, man. Well, I was trying to keep that under wraps. Why? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> are, you ready to, are you ready to reveal your age, or is this like a you know? A, a, oh sure, no, a lady yeah, doesn't no, reveal her no, age. No, 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 no. Turn fifty-five today. Okay. All right. All right. So fifty-five north. Fifty-five. Right. We'll take that. Yeah. All right. Half, so halfway done. <laughs> okay. Uh, Jim is on the line. He's in Madison also, and he's got a comment about gas in the mower. Are you with us, Jim? Jim, are you there? Yeah. So what's going on? 
Um, I just had a comment about uh, gasoline treatment in, in my lawnmower, something I've done the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. Um, when it's time to put it away, I put some sea foam, which is an um, automobile gasoline treatment, in the gas tank with the remaining gas, and then I just let the engine run until it runs out of gasoline. Um, so explain to folks uh, who don't know what sea foam is. Seafoam is just a gasoline treatment. It's supposed to... Uh, so seafoam is, is the name of the product? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's expensive, too. It's expensive, but uh, you only have to put a little bit in a, ga- in a, uh, in a, in a gas mower um, gas tank. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can pour the rest of it in your car uh, gas tank. It's a wonderful treatment. It, it uh, supposedly cleans the injectors in a fuel-injected car. It will clean your carburetor in your... Uh, lawnmower mm-hmm. it will also clean the plug although i put a new plug in every year in the yeah. spring but the seafoam does wonders plus it runs um all the fuel out of the uh, gas tank and out of the system and so you don't have um you know all that stuff gumming it up that's interesting okay so is that something also that you might recommend uh, uh I, i've used seafoam before seafoam is uh-huh. one of those things that uh, you if if you're you can only use it if your mower is working well. Uh, because a lot of times if the carburetor is too far gone, the seafoam can't even get into it. Oh. but yeah, it's uh, I, uh, what what Jim is saying is is completely true. It's a great preventative measure, but it is expensive. Um, it's about twelve bucks for a little bottle of it. Um, but it does work and uh, it makes a tremendous amount of smoke when it's burning off too. It's, okay, it will make the neighbors come out and be like, "What in the world is going on out there?" It's a lot of fun to watch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so how much would you use um, a, a cap full or a couple of caps full would treat yeah. a, a so a not the tank. whole bottle. Yeah, yeah, not the whole yeah. bottle. Yeah. I'm just saying. And it, I think what it does is it, it helps dissolve those carbon deposits because I've used it on a. Uh, engine that was burning a lot of oil and ran it through there and checked the piston before and after and there was a considerable uh, less amount of carbon after I had run the seafoam through it but again wow. it's it's a Did great preventative measure but it's it's not necessary to do but it, it does help so okay mm-hmm. all right cool thanks Jen we really appreciate it uh, number to call is 877-MPB-RING it's 877-672-7464 talking about putting those uh, the big power tools away for the year. Let's go to Richard in Sarah Land, Alabama. Uh, you know, I don't even know where Sarah Land is. Where, where, uh, where's Sarah Land, Richard? Uh, Sarah Land is in northern Mobile County. It's right near um, oh, uh, Satsuma and Creole. It's, like, it's, it's, for, uh, it's right off Highway 43. Oh, okay. Highway 43. Mm-hmm. I, think, I, I think I know where that is. That's where, um, let's see, Jackson and Grove Hill and all that other jazz is. Well, it, uh, it's kind of north of me and everything. So yeah, okay. So, uh, so what's going on about you? Got a comment about gas in the mower? Yes. Um, through the years, I, I too had that problem storing gasoline through the winter and everything for your lawnmower, and it, it, it mm-hmm. going bad on me. So I figured out that uh, each time I cut my grass, I go down to my uh, gas station, put one dollar gas in it, it's about half a gallon in, in my uh, uh, gas container. And I use that whole dollar of gas up cut, cutting my half acre of, of property. Mm-hmm. So if people would do that, just buy enough gas for one time, put it in the lawnmower, and then they'd have no gas, uh, no, no no problem storing gas over the winter, or even storing it between grass cutting sessions. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. All right. So so would uh, Andrew? Would you would you recommend that approach? I mean, yeah. I mean, what he's saying is essentially what I was saying earlier. Just 
don't store gas in your mower run get put just enough to get you through the job if you got any left over run it out until it's gone and uh, on another note um I, I know a lot of people will swear by fuel additives um there's there's a couple of uh, off the shelf ones mm-hmm. uh i have seen i have seen them do well but i've also seen the gas uh, evaporate and leave the fuel additives inside of the car, um, the carb, and then those will uh, those will gum up the carb just as bad as some gas will. So, oh, wow. uh, again, it, I just I go back to don't store gas in your mower, run the gas out over the season. And a lot of people say, oh well, isn't that bad for the engine to run it until it dies? And the answer is no, it, it won't harm the engine. It, w- it would harm a, a, a car or truck because they have fuel pumps, and it's bad to run a fuel pump dry like that. But mowers, at least you know the smaller you know walk behind self propelled stuff, they don't have fuel pumps, so you will not uh, you 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 won't hurt them doing it like that. Okay. All right. Thanks a lot. We appreciate it. You know, we're going to take a break real quick. Uh, We'll continue our discussion after the break. Listeners, what questions do you have about lawn equipment, maintenance, storage, anything like that? You can call us with your questions, comments, or just tell us what project you're working on at 877-MPB-RING. Oh, I want to throw... um, generators in there also for the for the for the season 877 mpb ring that's 877-672-7464 or send an email to fix it 101 mpbonline.org we'll be right back Support for MPB comes from C Spire Business Solutions, helping businesses move into the future with next-generation fiber optic Internet access. More at 855-C-SPIRE-2. C Spire, customer-inspired. MPB is getting its very own car tag. But first, we need your help. To begin production, we need 300 of you to say yes to the tag. Go to mpbonline.org slash car tag for more information and also to sign up. A portion of the fee goes to help MPB continue to educate, inform, and entertain Mississippians. Thanks for your help, and we'll see you on the road. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. Welcome back. This is Fix It 101 on MPB Think Radio. I'm Jason Klein here with licensed contractor Del Moore from Affordable Solutions 601 and Jeff Simmons from Houseworks. You can share your comments and experiences with 
experiences with us this morning by calling 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. We're here today with our um, our guest today is Andrew Hitchcock from Fondren Small Engine Repair. And uh, you're nodding your head because I got it right this yes, time. Yes, that's right. Okay, good. Uh, one of the things I've noticed, and I had uh, this has happened to me a couple of times. I've gone and I've seen people put weed eaters uh, that they've used for one season or so, and they'll put out on the street to throw away because it doesn't work anymore, and they'll go out and they'll get another weed eater, typically a cheaper model. Uh, but I noticed, now, Andrew, you can stop me on this if you want to, but I noticed in, in so many occasions that what has happened to the weed eater, and I know this because I've fixed them, is that, is that the, the fuel line has basically kind of rotted mm-hmm. and no longer uh, has pressure uh, because it's letting air in, and therefore the, the weed eater can't get gas. Well, the fuel line is like 30 cents you know, to replace it, uh, some of that uh, just plastic tubing, and then you've got a brand new uh, weed eater. So what's that about? Is it? It's like a. It's like they almost put that flaw in there so they can sell another weed eater. <laughs> is what it feels like. Yeah, it, it does feel like that. Year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and like what you said, it is the fuel line. The fuel line uh, does, uh, kind of disintegrates. Uh, most of it is the ethanol in the fuel. Just mm-hmm. eats that. Uh, I don't really know what kind of rubber it is. It's, it, it's it almost feels like latex, but yes. it's not obviously. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, just. I've had them where you touch them and they just crumble. Uh, and like you said, the, it's a super easy fix to, or cheap fix to get the to get the lines from the hardware store. But the, right. it, it cannot be so easy sometimes because you uh, they, they they're kind of press fit into the fuel tank and they're really difficult to feed in there because the the rubber's so tight and the hole's so small. So right. Um, but yeah, it's a, it's a pretty easy fix if that's all that's going on with it. So. Right. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's just not something that people look at, I guess. Right. Now, uh, Andrew, what's, what's your feelings on the fuel that you can buy in a can, like at, like at a big box store, mm-hmm. like 25 bucks a gallon or something, if you yeah. really did the math on it? Yeah. Uh, I've used it before, and I didn't buy it. I had a customer give me some because he was moving and uh, mm-hmm. didn't need it anymore. Uh it worked. I'll say that. Uh, <laughs> I would never purchase it myself because, like you said, it's so ridiculously no, expensive. Um, expensive. But the, it is yeah, pre mixed. But, but vodka would work also. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know. Right. Yeah. Uh, so I, I would say uh, if you have the know how to mix something with the right ratios, mm-hmm. and uh, and another thing is, I believe it's non ethanol fuel that they're they're selling inside I of the ready so. mix too. So, right. um, if you can get some access to non ethanol fuel and you have the know how to mix it properly, then there's no reason for you to buy it. But if you're just looking for the convenience and money grows on trees, then right. go for it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I can tell you, they, uh, uh, there's a, a little uh, gas station that just opened up by where I live, and they have two pumps that sell non-ethanol, just straight regular gas. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's not the E10, it's not the E15, it's just gas. Right. Mm -hmm. And that's what we've been putting in the lawnmowers as of late since that thing moved in. It's fantastic Mm -hmm. having easy access. All right, let's go to Bill in Tupelo. He's got a weed eater question. What's going on, Bill? Bill, are you with us? Yes, I am. So what's going on? Okay, so I have a pull-in weed eater, uh, probably small and commercial type. The uh, first bulb, the primer bulb, I took it out this year to, to, to use it. 
like I said, it's probably more of a weeder than I need, but the bulb was dry rotted and cracked. I uh, got a Chinese uh, replacement kit, which was the uh, new tubes and the filter and the bulb. And, um, anyways, the old filter, as soon as I touched the line, it like crumbled. Uh, it's been about seven years I've had this. So I uh, noticed that the, the tubes, I had the toughest time. I had to take the gas tank off to get the tubes to fit in and everything. And got the bulb on, got a, the filter goes into the line that feeds the motor, right? Not the primer. Uh, Andrew? Yes, yes, yes. <clears throat> okay. Okay, so I got it set up like that and uh, got it pumping. You know, I primed up the, the gas and everything else, cleaned out the uh, um, cleaned out the uh, uh, gas tank really well before I put it back on and filled it up and tried it, and it will run for maybe 30 seconds or maybe even less than that, maybe 15, 20 seconds. It will run and, you know, smoke will come out, and then it just stops like it's not, you know, it's like it's not – not getting gas mm-hmm. and uh so, so i went in but you know it was i had to take a, a razor to get the uh, plastic off of the uh the tube that goes into the into the mower itself but like i said i'll prime it it'll it'll crank but of course that's just the gas i'm priming it with right mm-hmm. and uh it's still got the gas in the bubble on the primer i can still see it but uh i can't keep it cranked more than you know 15 20 seconds probably at a time um so how do i is it a carbon buildup? Uh, or is it that plastic that's degraded and gone in there and gummed everything up? How do I clean that out? Well, it's it's really hard for me to tell you without without having it because there's so many variables. Um, right. So when it's dying, all right, so you, you prime it, you get gas in the bulb, and then you run it for 30 seconds. And then when, it's, when, it, when it stalls out, is there still gas in the bulb? Yes. Okay. All right, so you're getting fuel delivery, so... I would still think that uh, maybe you're not getting enough pressure from the uh, because you know it doesn't have a fuel pump. It uses a diaphragm to you have a, an inline and an uh, and, a, and an outline. You know, uh, air goes into the tank and forces gas up through the the fuel filter and, and gas line. You know, uh, right. so if you had a, an air leak, you may not be getting sufficient pressure to put the gas into the uh, the engine. Uh, so that could be one thing going on. Um, you know, uh, another problem that it could be, I mean, again, I don't know because I'm not, I'm not there, but, uh, when those things stall out a lot of times, it could be, a, a an ignition problem too. So, um, right. uh, again, I couldn't do it without, you know, having my tools there, but, uh, yeah. I will say this, man, uh, the, the lines, especially given the age of it, uh, you can get those carburetors, uh, for really, really cheap online. Um, and I would just type in, the model number of the the trimmer on like a major retailer like Amazon or something or eBay, and yeah. uh, you, you could probably get a br- whole brand new carburetor like from China for fifteen or twenty bucks total. And if you've yeah. got this know how to do what you've done already, it should be a piece of cake for you to install it. Yeah, well, I, like I said, the only thing I, I worry about was that uh, you know the the they sent me a tape measure with it uh, with the lines and the bulb, which I don't know what that's about. <laughs> uh, but, uh, they, uh, you know, the tubes were kind of big, and I mean, I really, really had to, you know, I had to cut it at an angle so that they would mm-hmm. fit in and then reach with some needle nose yeah. to get it in there. And I was worried about the size, because on the tank, it looked like one hole was bigger than the other by mm-hmm. like maybe twice as big. And I was mm-hmm. like, in my opinion, but the, the lines were the same size. So mm. I'm wondering, you know, does, you know, but it looked like all the... It looked like the existing lines were like half the size of what they sent me, and I didn't know if it was a universal kit. Maybe I'm squeezing off, but 
No, um, no, you're not crazy. And the, the holes a lot of times are different sizes. And if they sent you one size line, uh, that could be a problem, especially if you're forcing a large line into a small hole. You're going to pinch the inner diameter of that larger line. And that yeah. could be causing it to not be able to pull enough fuel into the uh, into the carburetor fast enough. So All right. All right. it could be pulling close. You know, yeah, that's that's what I mean. Yeah, it's closing yeah. that inner diameter. That's why they be wow. sitting on the street curve. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, so is there any way I, where I can get a smaller line, or do I just need to look for another kid and just replace that one line? Or uh, um, I know that I've been able to buy the smaller lines at the big box stores in mm-hmm. town. Um, so right. you may be able to take your larger line in there and just compare it to what they've got. Uh, you can go on the same. Uh, big box stores or uh, Amazon, eBay again, and buy, buy, you know, 10 feet of uh, a line and it will give you the measurements, you know, the outside diameter. So if you have a caliper or something, you could, right. you could figure that out. And, you know, I looked at the carburetor and everything wow. and, you know, I've always put that clean and I've used gas to clean it and let it dry out and then put it back on. And, and, uh, you know, and like I said, it was, it, I mean, it looked great. It's technical. And, you know, like you said, I'm, I'm, I'm getting air somehow mm-hmm. and it's stopping and because i mean i've got my bulb which should be a direct feed and it's cranking all right bill and, uh, yeah, so it's, you're killing uh, me man <laughs> throw uh, it away and get it uh, yeah, yeah, yeah yeah i was gonna say bill just think about this heartache that you're getting from this thing and know uh, you can buy a new one for 69 dollars at lowe's right. i mean come on well, I'm, I'm an engineer i'm an engineer too but i'm, I'm not as hard-headed as you <laughs> <laughs> All right, Bill. We're good gonna, good we're luck, go. man. we got to get to a break, man. I appreciate it. When, oh, we, no com- when we come back, we already established that we uh, that we do get rid of the gas uh, when getting ready for winter. We're going to come back to some other steps of how to winterize your, uh, your, your stuff. We'll continue our discussion after the break. Listeners, what questions do you have about lawn equipment, maintenance, and storage? You can call with your questions, comments, or just tell us what project you're working on at 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464 or send an email to fixit101 mpbonline.org. for Mississippi Public Broadcasting comes from the Delta Entrepreneurship Network. Hosting the Delta Challenge Pitch Competition September 29th at the University of Mississippi. Information and registration at dra.gov slash entrepreneur. Hi, I'm Dr. Rick DeShazo for Southern Remedy. Each Wednesday, we answer your calls on health issues of interest to you. They range from medical questions on kids, young adults, baby boomers, and seniors. Whatever you need to know. Join me for Southern Remedy this morning at 11 on MPB Think Radio. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. Welcome 
welcome back. This is Fix It 101 on MPB Think Radio. I'm Jason Klein here with Del Moore from Affordable Solutions 601. Jeff Sammons is here from Houseworks. Our guest today is Andrew Hitchcock from Fondren Small Engine Repair. Talking about those small engines, what to do during the winter uh, and what to do right now. I know we, we've only got a couple of more cuts left in us for the rest of this year before you kind of put the lawn equipment away for the year. And uh, we discussed getting rid of get, getting all of the gas out of the lawnmower or other piece of equipment for the year. Andrew, what's the next step to uh, to to keep this thing going for the year? Um, well, there's a couple things you need to do. Uh, it depends on when you did it last, but you need to have the oil changed at least once a season. Mm-hmm. Uh, you need to, and that doesn't mean topping off the oil. That means dra- properly draining it and putting fresh oil in it. And uh, you can, you don't have to buy this special expensive oil from the store. You just put, you know, thirty weight oil from AutoZone or something. Just the cheap stuff. Ten W thirty is fine. Right. Um, and you need to replace the air filter either now or before next season starts it's amazing the air filter thing um i my lawnmower after a while you don't realize it because the the actual filter part a lot of times of lawnmowers are underneath or on the other side so you can't really see how nasty they've become right, and then right, you wow. take that you take the cover off and pull it out and you're thinking oh my how did this even run uh-huh. i mean it's yeah. you know it gets it gets uh, all dirty and crusty and everything, mm-hmm. and so you really got to wash them out good. Yeah, but you can buy those filters. Um, but I did I do notice that when they recommend to clean the filters, which is just a piece of sponge foam, mm-hmm. um, uh, typically when you clean them out, you're supposed to put like a, a light oil on there. Mm-hmm. What, tell me why that is. Well. Uh, I think the, the the oil just conditions the foam. Uh, so if you if you've got the kind of filter that is a foam, what I tell mm-hmm. people to do is take some of that old gas that you have, dip the dip, dip the foam or the sponge filter in there, squeeze it out a few times, and let it air dry. And you know, there's usually some residual uh, oil in there that that can help condition it. Uh, but okay. if you've got the paper filter, which is what a lot of the larger Briggs and Stratton use, mm-hmm. right. uh, if you haven't left it out in the rain or gotten like an oil spill on it. If it's dry, you can take it out, beat it against a wall or something or a tree. And then if you've got an air compressor, you know, blast it out with some fresh air and you can go a little bit, you can go pretty long on those things as long as you're, they, they kept dry and, uh, no this is this is fantastic. For those of you who don't know, Andrew has been on the show before, and he explained last time he was here that he was a full full blown educated engineer. And it's always fun to hear an engineer use statements like "bang it up against the wall" Beat or it against yeah. the tree. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. Uh-huh. A so, true redneck engineer. Right. Yeah, that's right. right. Yeah. So, so you should never run your um, small engine without a filter. No, no, absolutely not. Because you're gonna you're gonna suck in. Grass clippings, leaves, and uh, those are going to burn in the in the chamber, and oh you're going to get goodness. carbon deposits. They're going to scratch up the cylinder walls and clog the valves. It makes oh a goodness. huge mess. And I've had several mowers dropped off without air filters, and oh I'm thinking, goodness. "Oh man, are you serious?" Right. You know, okay, just throw them away. At yeah. that point, yeah, it, it is it is better to throw them away. <laughs> All right, uh, and if you want to get a call in right now, it's eight seven seven MPB ring. That's 877-672-7464. Of course, you can send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. have an email here uh, from Sherry. Good morning. We have a metal sunroom with vinyl windows, the kind that pop out of the track for cleaning. The vinyl is, is cloudy and needs to be replaced. 
Uh, is it possible to replace the vinyl with glass windows? Each section has four snap-out panels. Thanks for any info you can provide. I would think if it if it um, she talking about moving? she's talking about replacing the sashes, uh, the part that goes up and down the 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 window sash. See, uh, no, I think she's talking about the actual the panel. She may have got a plexi panel. Oh, like a storm. Yeah, window kind of ish. Or just a grid. Yeah, I'm bad confused on what she's asking. Think, think of like a, this is a, a metal sunroom, so let's think closer to shed okay. than than inside right, sort of. Right. You know, um, so she may not. She might not have gotten. It might not be glass windows. Right. You know what I'm saying uh, it might be more of a plexi type situation that's gotten cloudy over the years. Yeah. Um, I don't know if those windows are replaceable with glass. I know they can put glass in there. I sure. don't. I don't. I don't know how durable that might be. Well, I mean, probably because gonna, they were meant to bend. Right. You know? And you're probably going to build a frame. Um, I don't know. It's kind of like Andrew. I'm going to. You know, it's hard to. But I will it's say hard that, to diagnose that one without looking at it. I will say that even the the glass folks will install plexi for you also. Sure. So if you just want Absolutely. to go back with what oh, was yeah. there before, and if it lasts a few years, and you know. You now, can get replacement can, vinyl from big box store too. Yeah, so. I, I can tell you this: plexi is more expensive than glass. Oh yes, it is. Wow. Plexiglass is very expensive, and huh. depending on the thickness. Yeah, yeah. Wow, that's mm-hmm. uh, something to know. I didn't. I never knew that. Yeah. Okay. So there you go. We'll go with that. Eight seven seven MPB ring. All right. When we talked about, we would be talking about generators, and Jay has got a question. He's on the road about a generator that just won't start. What's going on, Jay? Hello. Hey, Jay. What's going on, man? All right. Uh, I got two questions. Um, first off, on the way you were speaking about the oil, and, uh, is it, so leaving the oil in the, say, weed eater or whatever during the season, I mean, the off season, it's okay as long as you change it before you use it for the new season, correct? That's right. Okay. Just make sure it gets changed once a season. Okay. Uh, I have a uh, generator that... I, left, I didn't put any, I left the, the gas out of, uh, prior to the year, but coming up to the, the last year, I put new gas in it, so put a spark plug in there, but it still won't start. What problem is my problem? Well, uh, when you, is it a pull start or electric start? Yeah. Pull. pull start. Okay, what does it do when you pull it? Does it do anything? It just, it doesn't really, barely turns over, doesn't really even turn over. Okay. It's just like just, just just pulling up over, don't even start over. Okay, well, you know, it could be a million different things. So what you got to do is you gotta you gotta have to start narrowing it down. So what I would do first is check to see if you've got compression, and you can tell that pretty easily by when you pull it. And most of them will have compressions. So that's that's almost a given. Uh, what I would do if I were you is I would go to uh, you know AutoZone, Advanced Auto, or something like that, Home Depot, get some starter fluid. It's just an aerosol can. Take the air filter off and spray it directly into the carburetor, and then try to crank it. And if it and if it starts cr- turning over with the starter fluid, then you know you have a fuel delivery issue, and you probably got a clogged carburetor or fuel line or something. Okay. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Okay. Thank you, Jay. So is so is starter fluid just like high octane gin? What, what yeah, is that? It's just yeah, it's just like spraying jet fuel in there. Like this thing's gonna start if it's got a spark, it's gonna start with with oh, yeah. starter fluid. Okay, yeah. all right. Get some good old ether and it will. Yeah, 
Okay. Mm-hmm. It'll do it. But it won't run. It'll just start up. Right. It'll just and then die. Okay. And then die. But and then you'll know, okay, I got a compression. I got okay. spark. I'm just not getting any fuel. So let's figure that out. You know? Right. Okay. If you spray enough of it in there, you can blow it up. Oh, my goodness. Be careful. Right. Oh, I've never nice. blown one up, but I'm, I, I'm sure you could. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Just, yeah. <laughs> just let you know. Right. Just don't pour it in the gas tank. Yeah. yeah. Uh, wow. That's Sounds like something Tim Allen would do. Right. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. Or anyone in this room. Yeah. yeah. All right. Another email came in. Uh, we have a uh, we have ceiling can lights in the newer parts of our house, and I would like to replace the bulbs with LED. Uh, we did an entire yeah. show on LEDs. It's amazing the other day. Uh, do you need to replace the cans with ones rated for LED bulbs, or can we use the existing can light fixture and just add LED bulbs? The existing fixtures are probably ten years old. I, in my home, I've used. Uh, all of my old uh, fixtures have LEDs in them now. Well, it's you know, like, like we talked about on the show, you can buy that trim ring. Right. That it's a brand new trim ring. It's a it's a it's a retrofit to old from can your, lights. from your old can light to your new LED. It's going to run you, it's gonna run you about forty five dollars, uh-huh. and um, it's going to come with your bulb, your um, trim ring. You simply unscrew the bulb. Screw the adapter in there, plug them in, uh-huh. and, and it's like t- two minutes, you're done. And see, what we did at my home, we have can lights in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. We just, instead of like the, the it has a flood style bulb, mm-hmm. you know, one of the larger bulbs. And we just went and bought the LED bulb and, and screwed it in, and it worked just as well as the old bulb did, the incandescent. So um, that may be a way to go. It, it depends on now the LED flood type bulbs. Mm-hmm. They're not playing on the on the cost on that. that you know, you're, you're going to pay for that. But luckily, you only have to pay for it once. Really, that's what so, they say. Right. That's what they. Oh, <laughs> the engineer says yeah. no. Yeah, I've gone through two bulb, two LEDs, two outside LED bulbs, and I I paid about thirty bucks a piece for them already. Wow. So, yeah. Is it something to do with moisture or something, or the location of where the bulbs or fixture? Are? I think they just. I don't. I don't want to disbarge on the brand name, but I think they just maybe didn't put enough thought into into the design. And it, yeah, I did get some moisture in one of them, but the other one just failed. So I think they're just pushing too many whites out of the LED. Personally, so. oh okay. An engineer would know these things. Too many whites. Right. Somebody write that down. <laughs> Number to call is 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Andrew Hitchcock is here from Fondren Small Engine Repair, talking about putting those tools away for the season. Uh, and we were going to talk about generators. So uh, what a lot of folks consider generator time is coming up um, for the fall winter there's also generator time during the spring when all the storms come and 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 we lose power so what does one do for a generator the only thing i was told was make sure to crank the generator once a month and and put a load on it Mm -hmm. plug something into it so that it does something Mm -hmm. so uh you want the the whole trick to a generator is completely different than a lawnmower the lawnmower once you quote winterize it you just put it away you know, it's gone for you know a couple months. Generator, you want ready to go in the next five minutes if you need it. Mm-hmm. So, what's the difference? What do you do there with a generator? I I treat generators exactly like I treat lawnmowers. I tell people to run the gas out of them. Mm-hmm. Don't put any funky stabilizers in the gas. Don't don't use them to store your gas. Store your your mm-hmm. gas separately. Um, and you know, a lot of people say, well, you know, I need to have a lot of gas on hand. And I say, okay, well, buy buy five. 10 gallons, mm-hmm. and at the end of the season, when it's about time for it 
to go bad, put it in your truck and uh, go buy some new gas and fill your cans up again. Um, yeah, just I, I tell people uh, run the gas out, and then uh, like you said, from on, on, on the electrical side of it, mm-hmm. it is it is beneficial to run it periodically to keep everything good to make sure it's, it's mm-hmm. getting the power or putting out the power and everything like that. So even on a, on a generator that you want available to you at a moment's notice, do not store gas inside the generator. I, yeah, I mean they they will clog the exact same way as a lawnmower will, and they, it, it's it's catastrophic when they sit a long time without uh really with that gas in there yeah what if you do do the run it once a month kind of thing i would i would just put enough gas in there to get you through it okay. <laughs> you know maybe okay. put like a, a half a cup of it's gas like in gas there. is the demon it of is. all these engines it is yeah, yeah. Now, i got a problem with the generator um when we crank it up it runs long enough like if i'm using the saw we can uh, make a cut and then when i get ready to do another cut we got to go back and restart it it's you know, it don't stay running, uh, but I'll, just long enough to use it. You're using it, and it's rum, 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 Yeah. And then oh, it dies. I know. Yeah, that I heard that. That sounds like a very good sound effect. <laughs> yeah. Well, it was nice. But, but um, what, what could be our problem, man? Because I have to get down off the roof and go back and start it, or have a man there start the generator just to make a cut. And we don't turn it off. Uh-huh. I would say probably a partially clogged jet or a partially clogged float valve. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that little float. Mm-hmm. Right. I'm going to bring it to you, man. You need a new bobber. That's, that's what <laughs> <Yeah>. you need. <laughs> 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Um, so on the uh, trimmers and weed eaters, we'll get to that just in a second, but there's got to be a way to do something with those and those weird little plastic lines that are on them to save them for the winter. So we're going to take a uh, break. We'll continue our discussion after the break. Listeners, what questions do you have about lawn equipment, maintenance, and storage? You can call us with your questions, comments. Just tell us what project you're working on. Anything's fine. 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. For the arts and music is MPB Music Radio. From classical to bluegrass and everything in between, MPB Music Radio has a sound for every ear. For information on where to find MPB Music Radio, visit mpbonline.org. Coming up this week on MPB's At Issue, texting and driving. It's a problem across the nation. Has the cell phone below the windows, which makes it even worse because you're having to look down. Traffic crashes are causing thousands of deaths. That could cost not just your life, but anyone else's life. Mississippi has a law banning texting and driving, but is the law working? Are your officers writing tickets for texting and driving? No. We take a closer look at texting and driving on At Issue this Friday at 7.30 p.m. on MPB TV. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. Welcome 
Welcome back. This is Fix It 101 on MPB Think Radio. I'm Jason Klein here with Del Moore from Affordable Solutions 601. Mr. Jeff Sammons from Houseworks is here. And, of course, our guest today is Andrew Hitchcock from Fondren Small Engine Repair. Share your comments and experiences with us this morning by calling 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464, or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. We were talking about gas uh, trimmers, uh, gas trimmers before the break. Now, Andrew, let's say I've got a gas trimmer, and I want to do the same thing with that as I do my lawnmower. Uh, Is there anything special I need to do with the gas trimmer as opposed to the lawnmower? Uh, There's a a lot of different – there's some – Different tr- trains of thought here. Some people will say to run the gas all the way out uh-huh. because you can keep it from, you know, evaporating and varnish- varnishing. Right. And then other people say, well, don't do that because you can let the the, the, the gaskets and the lines will dry, you know, uh-huh. and then they'll rot. So right. um, I tell you what I personally do mm-hmm. is uh, I, w- I do it like like I do a lawnmower. I run the gas out and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, check oh. the uh Check the spark plug when the season comes, and mm-hmm. I check the air filter, and, and keep my fingers crossed because sometimes there's not a lot you can do with those things. Okay, all right, uh, good to know that those are not quite as durable as our lawnmowers. No. Okay. All right, uh, Curtis is on the line on the road, and he's got a carburetor on a generator issue. You with us, Curtis? Curtis, you there? Yes, I'm there. So what's going on, man? Uh, well, I've got. I was. Want to ask a question about generators? I've had two or three. Uh, I've had some. I call them China-made generators, and uh, they don't seem like they lasted as long. And the last one I got from a pawn shop was a Craftsman generator. Mm. And I had looked at. Uh, I ain't no mechanic, anything, but uh, I had looked at one of them, and the uh, carburetors looked a lot different on some of them than like on the uh, the one I got from Craftsman. It lasted a lot longer than the uh, I call the cheap ones I got kind of made ones that looked like one. But the carburetors was a lot bigger on the Craftsman than it was the others, and it seemed like it lasted a lot longer. And, and uh, I would, uh, I ain't no mechanic or anything, but I tried to take it off uh, the old generators I had that was from China. I tried to uh, clean out the carburetors myself when it got clogged up. They never would work. But when I took the uh, the carburetor of uh, uh, the, the, the fuel delivery, whatever it was, and the little things was clogged up on the inside, I cleaned it out with a nail or something. The it was bigger and it started running better. Have you got any idea what's the best kind of generator to get or uh, just thing like this and has lasted long than other than I had before that one. You got any comments on that? Uh, who, make, who makes the craftsman, you know? Uh, they're made in China, I know that. Really? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. Um as far as your question, uh the depending on the, the 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 model and the size of the engine, some carburetors will be more complex uh, than the other. Some of them have uh, little electrical solenoids that help uh, deliver the fuel or adjust the choke, and all that stuff is just one more thing to go wrong. Um, as far as uh, the generators that I've used and uh, that I think are well made are Hondas, obviously. Um, but they're very expensive. Um, the the new Yamahas are really nice, very expensive. With uh, They've got some Mitsubishi parts in it, which is pretty cool to see a Mitsubishi engine and a generator. Um, Subarus makes a great, in, great engine and a generator. I saw a Subaru engine on a, uh, on a um, 
a pressure washer mm-hmm. the other day. Wow. And I thought, why am I seeing a Subaru logo on a pressure washer? Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, I mean, you get what you pay for with the generator. I will say, uh, like Harbor Freight, they, they've got some copies of Honda generators, and I think they've gotten very good reviews, and they're about a third of the cost. So that may be something to check out. Oh, okay. And the parts are interchangeable, I believe. Right. Are there any are there any uh uh American made engines out there? Uh that's Co- that's Kohler. I think Kohler's making an yeah, I don't know. Making a generator. They they may be. I haven't I haven't worked on any this season. Um I, Tecumseh's make generators, but I don't I don't like right. Tecumseh's at all. So they're hard to work on and, and they're expensive to work on too. But yeah, Kohler's are great engines. Mm-hmm. Okay, I was just curious because you know a lot of a lot of engines are manufactured in China now mm-hmm. uh, or other countries, but I didn't know if anyone was actually making them. Who makes the Briggs? Uh, China, uh, but mm-hmm. they Briggs are made in China. But you know a lot of the Honda engines are actually made in Georgia. So uh, that. Really? Maybe Japanese owned, but American made. So wow. Mm-hmm. Okay, oh, we'll take that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Tallapoosa, or maybe it's Tallapoosa, Alabama. I'm not okay, sure. yeah. well, Georgia, Alabama, whatever. <laughs> <America's> <laughs> American. Yeah. All right, thanks a lot, Curtis. We appreciate it. All right. <clears throat> so, what does it mean to winterize the engine outside of taking the gas out? No, just what I've already explained. You know, take the gas out, like you said. Do the oil. Yeah, <laughs> take the oil out, or right. you know, and uh, do the air filter, and uh, you know, check your fuel lines, everything like that. That's pretty much it. Okay, all right. Fix It One Hundred and One is a production of Mississippi Public Broadcasting, Think Radio, and is funded by the generous contributions from listeners like you. Our show is produced by Jonas Adams. Our call screener today was Kevin Farrell for Del Moore, Jeff Sammons, and Andrew Hitchcock of Fondren Small Engine Repair. I'm Jason Klein. Stay tuned for our Wednesday 10 a.m. show, Everyday Tech, with Sharita Brent and Ashley Jeffcoat. And join us next Wednesday at 9 for Fix It 101 only on MPB Think Radio. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand.